Bilbo? Bilbo! Uh, uh, oh, no. No, I, I, I don't want to go to school naked bareback. Bilbo! Ah! Uh, uh, what's going on? Odin, be praised. I thought you were dead. I feel like the dead. The dead of Niflheim. But hungover. You do look terrible, if that helps. Thanks, man. Well, I suppose that's what you get for agreeing to do two half-terms worth of gigs back-to-back for Ting Tang Tombo. Tombo is a monster. He says comfort breaks for history, cowards. Uh, Fortunately for you, you hate history. Unfortunately for Tombo, those history trousers are his. Now who looks terrible, world? Yeah, that's still you, Bilbo. I mean, you could do with a spa day. Uh, Ooh, 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 hang on. What about a visit from the God of Beauty? Chris Hemsworth. Again. Cool. But he's already voiced Thor for us so many times in our previous shows. No, not Hot Hemo. Boulder, the God of Light. Who is he? Is what I'd be saying if he hadn't turned up loads already, completely throwing a spanner into the works of my episode remit, Let's Meet the Lesser Known Gods. Oh, I'm sure the dear listener won't notice. Do you think they noticed Loki from previous episodes? Well, obviously, yes. Why? Uh, no reason. Hello and welcome to Beauty by Balder. Invisible gods deserve to be seen. Do you have an appointment? Uh, no, I'm, uh... I'm a walk-in. There will be a wait. Name? Loki, God of Mischief. You are a very visible god, Mr. Mischief. Everybody knows you, and... Yes, but listen. I know the modern world knows my name, but with all the big screen Hollywood shenanigans, I feel they don't really know me. Yes, they do. You're Thor's brother. No! I mean, yes, if you're going all full Marvel on it. But they changed a huge bit. I'm not Thor's brother in Norse mythology. I need them to know this. I need to be seen. You are traditionally seen as Odin's stepbrother, making you more like Thor's uncle. Is that what you want? Ugh, well, now you've said it out loud, I'm not sure. Let me check. Balder! Balder, my love! Can you fit in Uncle Loki? Nope, definitely sounds weird. Is that you, Loki? Oh my god, no! Staying out of trouble, I hope! Well, I haven't seen you since... Ragnarok, yes. How are you, Balder? I am marvellous, you little scamp. Yes, I can fit you in. Take a seat, and I'll get to that pretty head of yours, ASOP. Great. Is he going to be long? Take a seat. You're such great hair, Gaffian. Each strand is a winner all by itself. I don't even think you realise it, though. Oh, stop it, Balder. There's being positive and then there's downright lying. No, you stop it. (laughs) I think you're so busy being the giving one that you've forgotten how to receive compliments. (laughs) Oh, I think Gaffian still remembers how to give to receive. Don't you go dragging up the past, Loki, you little weasel. I'm not sure I follow you, friends, but I'm excited to find out what you're all about. Locasena. 
also known as the Plighting of Loki. Oh, the big party thrown by the sea god Gimir! Yes, one of the poems of the Poetic Edda, ancient history and huge shambles. At which you made a complete fool of yourself. Are you having a laugh? You killed one of Gaimir's servants for welcoming guests too well! Who does that? Ugh, they were all heaping praise on Fimmerfeng. For what? High-fiving gods and saying, Have a good one, don't be sick in the sea, lol. It was literally Fimmerfeng's job to welcome guests well, you bum-headed sociopath. Franz, please. Beauty by Boulder is a place for positive vibes and... Stop turning this all on me, Gefjorn. We all know who stole the show that night. You dredged up and blew up an old dalliance just to shame me. The giving one here once received a necklace from a young man. And in return, she instructed him in the nocturnal Norse tango, if you know what I mean. It's just like you to turn up at a party, murder the help, get booted, weasel your way back in, continue to be a whiny little pest, and yet make it all about me. Loki, why were you still at that party? Odin owed me a drink. Um, this isn't a game, Loki. It's Viking times, mate. It's practically all murder in drinking games. Oh, in the Rainbow Road Rumba, eh, Gefjorn? That's it. I'm done. I'm not staying here to be insulted. Gefjorn, come back! Oh, don't go off all half cut. It's all shaved down one side. I, I don't care. Bye, 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 Balder. Oh, nice one, Loki. Oh, won't you look at that? Looks like a space has opened up. Not so fast, Loki. I'm not giving up my seat for you again. Brother Vidar, welcome! Wait, what, what do you mean, giving up your seat again? At Gimir's party, Dad had me move over to make way for Loki. As I said, Odin owed me a drink. Which I poured. This party sounds hashtag orcs. Not very positive at all. Loki here was positively rude, that's for sure. Pre-Gifian shaming, he'd already laid into Braki. The god of poetry? Oh no, I love that guy! Now, this may be family gossip, Vida, but isn't he our brother? Aren't we all? I'm not. Well, it's said that Bragi's mum was the giant Gunlod. You may remember her, dear listener, in a previous episode roughly necking Odin. So, so yeah, Rob's our brother. So, you were laying into your nephew then, Uncle Loki? Oh, don't call me that. Yes, I went in two-footed on Bragi. He said I wasn't welcome. You murdered the welcome wagon. What do you think was going to happen? <laughs> An awkward toast, that's what. Oh, my goodness, no, you did not. Yes, he did. After drowning his drink, this walking cold sore gives a mealy mouth toast to the gods, but makes a big show of leaving poor Bragi out of said toast. <laughs> he was gutted. Pen a poem about that slam, you mug. Then Loki insults Idun, Bragi's wife. The goddess of spring? But she's the keeper of apples and grantor of eternal youthfulness. Love her work. She's super positive and my three o'clock. Shame on you, Loki. Get a grip, Baldor. 
it wasn't that bad. You literally called into question her honesty as a wife, and went on to make all sorts of weird dance-related innuendos whilst barely controlling your eyebrows. Yeah, I was quite pleased with Eden's saucy spring samba. Nobody cares, Loki. Nobody cares about you and your silly labels. That's rich coming from the god of shoes. A gross oversimplification designed to belittle me. And it's working, you melt. You're unravelling like a knockoff pair of Converse before our very eyes. He's also the god of vengeance. You'd be wise to remember that, Loki. Oh, Ragnarok is miles off. The tree's not even up yet. And then you've got plenty of time to prepare your hairy son for the slapping I'm gonna give him. Ha! Fenris is a big boy. He can handle himself. He's gonna have Papa Odin on toast. Oh no! Father dies! I forget you're dead by that point of Ragnarok, Baldur. And come to think of it, why are you entertaining this stain? He literally starts the end of the world by fooling Hod the Blind God into killing you with mistletoe. I know, but mistletoe's so festive, and it brings people joy to awkward kissing, yo! Come to think of it, it is a slightly worrying tradition. Well, I'm going to enjoy the tradition of slaying your wolf boy, Loki. Tick tock. Whatevs, Footlocker. What are you going to do? Choke him out with a pair of Air Jordans? And Ragnarok their resale value. Jog on, ya plum. I'm going to stab him. Go for it, Foot Asylum. Ooh, actually, aren't they having a sale? I'm not obsessed with shoes like you are with lies. God of mischief. No, actually, he's correct, Vida. I got me these snazzy hell shoes in the foot asylum sale. Baldur, please, I'm just trying to... Yeah, well, yes. Yes, those are nice. They'll get you to Valhalla when the time comes. Should probably get yourself some too, Vida. I survive Ragnarok, you little slug. Unlike you. Ah, uh, let's not judge folks on their ability to survive the end of all things, yeah? You're right, Baldur, I'm... Uh... I'm not feeling it today, I'm sorry. Rain check, perhaps? Hear me, Loki. I will have my vengeance. And that wicked pair of Adidas Continental have had my eyes on. Nice one again, Loki. Well, if he's going to be all I survived Ragnarok and killed your boy, I'm not going to be civil about it. It's not as if he was rubbing it in. Plenty of us didn't make it through to see Fat Surtis sing. He's not better than me. That plus-size fire giant has an excellent voice. And I am better than you, Loki. Oh, great. Njord, god of sea and foul wind. God of seafaring will do, thank you very much. Welcome, Njord. It's been many a moon since I had a veneer in ear. <laughs> in ear, you see? It rhymed with veneer. <laughs> Oh, you're as sharp as your scissors, Baldur. I used my Vanir superpowers and looked into the future, and what I saw filled me with dread. I'm your two o'clock. And that's why you don't do home colouring, Njord. Oh, these roots. They're like Yggdrasil, I tell you. Oh, quick question, Njord. With your ability to see the future, why did you not see your own spanking in the Great War between the Vanir and the Aesir? Are you still here, you little germ? Shouldn't you be practising stacking it at Ragnarok? At least I started something. At least I tried. 
You just got absorbed into the Azir like a good little pet god. How dare you! I'll have you know it's a mutual cohabitation built on trust and respect. Waffle. What actually happened anyway? I sort of glazed over when you all started spitting into that BFF bucket. You got Google, do it yourself. Plus, we've covered the mead of poetry already. Right, sit still, Njord. This is a mish. Ooh, but does that salty sea air not like you? How's your mum, Balder? How's Freya? You must mean Frigga. No, God, no, wait. Have I been marvelled again? Gods, I hate them. But it's all a bit confusing, Loki. Freyers becoming Frigs and whatnot. Look at, look at my dad. I mean, how many ways can you say Odin? Tell me about it. When me and my sister wife had the twins, we decided to add to the confusion by calling them Frey and Freyr. And when Freyr's husband is called Ode, well, it's like navigating in a thick fog. Whoa, 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 wait. Wind that back. What did you say? Her husband, Ode. Pretty close to Odin, eh? OMG! Are you like my Grammy Pops? <laughs> Who knows, Balder? You said sister wife. Oh, let it pass, Loki. We ain't touching that with a barge pole. That's for the boffins in your rick to mull over. But it's so weird. Weird? <laughs> Hands up if you haven't shapeshifted into a mare to get it on with a giant stallion and subsequently given birth to an eight-legged horse. Oh, look. Your hand seems to remain unraised, Loki. Hey. Hey, there was a good reason for that, man. Weird indeed. Those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, yo. I pretty much saved Asgard and your mum from forevermore being the wife of a wall-building giant. Enlighten me. The fortification of Asgard. You've got Google. Do it yourself, you preening clod. Better to preen than to be unseen, like you and your face. Just because you're super handsome and everybody likes you doesn't mean you aren't a few gods short of a pantheon. My God, that was painful. What were you trying? Were you trying to call him stupid? No trying about it. Target destroyed, fish cake. You reek of desperation, Loki. Well, you reek of... What is that? Ginungagat Pohom. The new fragrance for men. Suits you. I've always said you give off a yawning gap vibe. Sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will... Oh, hang on. No. Sticks and stones won't break my bones, will they? Because I'm indestructible! Oh, that'll come in handy. Oh, yes! Mummy got all the animals, minerals, elements, and even Tories to swear they'd never harm me. Well, that's amazing. If true, it begins. Well, congratulations, Baldur. Yes, Baldur. Oh, hey, we should celebrate. How about an invulnerability party? Oh, totes! I can bring my guitar and do a set! Yes! And I could break that over your head! Wouldn't feel it! A swift kick to the face? No! A good thrashing with a cricket bat? Give it a go! It'd be a mere tickle! A flaming 1982 static caravan filled with breeze blocks? Exfoliating scrub and sunbed all in one? Uh, yes please! Great! I'll get the Evites sorted. Don't forget hard. I always feel we leave him out. Leave it with me, Baldur. Just popping to the loft to get the tree. So that story is 
quite different than the past three have been. Yeah, it's not one that I've read before, I have to say. (laughs) We went through a load of characters. I mean, it just felt like, you know, as soon as we kind of started to get to know somebody, they were gone and then the next god came in, you know? Yeah, you get used to that reading, the (laughs) Norse myths, yeah. (laughs) So... Is this a story that comes from the mythologies? So this one's not a direct adaptation of a myth like the previous few episodes have been, but it draws very heavily upon the poem Locusena. So that's one of the many, many Norse poems, which are kind of impossible to adapt for storytelling, because they've got quite bare-bones plot lines, and they're just a gathering of random characters who just vomit huge quantities of (laughs) mythology trivia upon us poor mortals of no explanation. There are poems like Volusper, where an undead witch just spews random facts about creation and Ragnarok, then she lists random dwarves for no reason. There's the poem Alvismal, where Thor has a mythology pub quiz with a dwarf named Allwise. And the poem Valthrufnismal, where Odin has a contest about trivia with a dwarf named Riddleweaver. So all these poems, we just get huge amounts of names and snippets of lost stories thrown at us. I mean, it's something you've mentioned before that a lot of uh, the mythology doesn't survive, but I suppose for what does survive, at least it's very, you know, fact-heavy. Here's yeah. the here's what you need to know, <laughs> even if it's not necessarily a story as such. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Locusena is one of the more famous of these ones as well. We learn a lot about some of the lesser-known characters from the mythology. So it has a pretty typical setting for one of these myths. All the gods are gathered at a party. (laughs) (laughs) Another party. Yeah. The Hall of uh, Gaimir, they mentioned in the story earlier. That's another name for Agir. Agir again. Yeah. He has been in every single one of these (laughs) stories. And I think that's kind of the the perfect way to summarize this episode is that these gods are just kind of there, aren't they? Yeah. Um, So at this hall, uh, it's a bit like a frat party, I guess, all these characters. (laughs) Loki's not invited. So he kills one of the servants, and then he just acts like an absolute, well, bad word. (laughs) And he starts just being nasty to all of the other gods and goddesses. His insults are a bit weird, very enigmatic. They allude to lost stories. And this poem is the only place where some of these gods and goddesses have any surviving dialogue, as they yell back at Loki, basically. (laughs) So I think we can think of this story set in Baldur's hair salon, as an unofficial sequel to Locusena, the gods have calmed down a bit. They've digested the events of that <laughs> poem, which is very much in keeping with the Eddic poems that we have, as we've encountered a conveyor belt of mythological characters in this silly History Boys story, just chatting about random events from their lives, their past, their future. Then they quickly move on with no explanation. <laughs> I love it. So shall we go through some of the, the characters that are mentioned? Yes. So we'll skip over Loki, I think. He yeah. gets a lot of press, doesn't he? He does. We talked about him extensively last week. So let's go for let's go for Gevion. Okay, so Gevion makes very fleeting appearances. She of course appears in Locusena, but she tries to be the voice of reason. She tries to calm everyone down. To which Loki says, Shut up, Gevion. Remember that time you were seduced by a handsome young lad who paid for your services with a necklace? And Odin's like Whoa, dumb move, Loki. Gevion can see the fates of all living things. Don't make her angry. Then she's not mentioned again for the whole poem. (laughs) So we don't know what that was about. (laughs) Um, Yeah, what does that threat mean? That she can see the fate of all living things? I don't know. She's got a crystal ball and... uh, Yeah, okay. Yeah, (laughs) very strange. This necklace... 
Must be very nice. Don't know what it is, though. <laughs> she appears in the Prozeda briefly as well. She apparently went to Sweden with her four sons, who were all bulls. Sure. We, we do get a lot of uh, weird demon cows Definitely. in mythology. They ploughed an area of land with such force, they pulled it out to sea, and it became Zealand. The old one, not the new one. <laughs> the one where Copenhagen can be found. Right. We don't know why she did this, though. Later on in that same text, we are told Gevion is a virgin and is attended by all who die as virgins. Now, I'm sorry, didn't you just say she had four children? Yep. But also, you alluded to some services that somebody paid for with a necklace. Yes. Cool. This doesn't make sense. No, no. (laughs) And besides these mentions, she's just kind of listed as being there in the background of all these cool parties the gods throw. So very mysterious figure, I'll Gevion. All right, then. So what about Vidar? So Vidar, the guy with the shoes. Shoes, yes. I, I know a few people like that, really yeah. into shoes, yeah. <laughs> so Vidar is a son of Odin, and he's famous for being the heroic slayer of Fenrir, the giant's wolf at Ragnarok. He will defeat the wolf with a magic shoe. It's a bit of a mythology meme now, as they alluded to in their story. Uh, the prosedda tells us that Vidar rummages through all the Viking rubbish bins in the world throughout history he gets the bits of leather that vikings have thrown away and he makes a big magic shoe with which he will step on fenrir's bottom jaw preventing it from biting shut then he'll kill fenrir now if uh, any of our listeners were lucky enough to go to our pub quiz during viking festival this is one of the questions is what weapon was used to you know take down fenrir at ragnarok when you told me it was a shoe i thought you were joking (laughs) and i also i do take issue with the stepping on the bottom of his jaw so he can't bite because he can still bite surely right um, I don't know. It's a magic wolf. Who knows how and it's ma- Magic wolf, works. magic shoe. Yeah, okay. We'll just skip over that. Sure, sure, sure. And a kenning for Vidar is the possessor of the iron shoe. And that's really all he's known for, really. As far as Viking nicknames go, that one's not the best I've ever heard. Yeah. He's also linked with vengeance, and he's called the Silence God. He's as strong as Thor, very dependable, and he will survive Ragnarok. But he doesn't talk very much. He's got a big shoe... That's kind of all we know about him. <laughs> in Locusena, he doesn't even talk. He's just there in the background having fun at the party with all the gods. I'm noticing a theme here, I think. Yes, they love partying. Now, what about Bragi? He was mentioned a few times throughout these episodes. Yeah, so Bragi popped up in the prose editor. He was the one, um, basically the glorified narrator god, wasn't he? Yes. Telling all those stories about mythology to poor Adir who sat there drinking, going, oh my god, stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He gives a very long, a a very, very long explanation on how to compose Norse poetry. He is a god of poetry. He's apparently a son of Odin, as many, many gods seem to be. His mother might actually be Gunnlod, who was the giantess Odin seduced a few weeks ago, back in the Mead of Poetry story. So, wait, Bragi was the one telling us that story. He was. Does that mean that he was just, you know, telling us the story of his own conception? Yeah, that's... Oh, oh I didn't think of that. Oh, dear. <laughs> Weird. That's the first story he tells as well. I've got, I've got a story <laughs> for you, Aki. <laughs> There's also a passing mention of Bragi having runes carved on his tongue in the Ooh. poem Sigurd Rivamal. Don't know why. It's a bit disgusting. <laughs> which, which runes do we think? Just like, you know, the the rune for A or something. Maybe, you know? yeah. Nice. Maybe it's a little reminder or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. Buy milk. 
Um, Brag is also the first one who Loki yells at in Loki Center. Loki calls him the biggest coward in the room. Uh, besides that, Brag is just in the background of parties, you know, chilling out, having fun. And he's also prevented from starting a fist fight with Loki by his wife, Eden. All right, we've uh, talked about her briefly. Uh, she had some apples, I yeah. think. Lovely magic apples that make you immortal. So she must be really important. Yeah, 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 sure. She barely appears. Amazing. <laughs> so... She keeps all the gods young. How is she so minor? So last week, the story where she got kidnapped, that is her basically only major appearance she had in all the surviving mythology. Incredible. Uh, she's there in Locusena, and Loki says some really mean things to her. He says, shut up, you are so lustful, and I know you wrapped your pretty arms around your brother's killer. Ooh. There's no, no story here. <laughs> oh, so we don't know about her brother's killer? No. We don't know who her brother is. We oh. don't know who the killer is. Is Loki just making this up? Who knows? I'm sure it would be a sick burn if we had any reference for yeah. it at all. Sure. And as you can guess, besides this, she's just kind of there. In the background of parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, what about Njord? Yeah, so Njord. The silly history boys alluded to some weird stuff with Njord, didn't they? So Njord is from a different family of gods, the Vanir. Now, the Vanir and the Asir fought a mysterious war long ago, which we know nothing about. Well, the Silly History Boys told us a little bit about the peacemaking at the end of the war. Of course. At the beginning of the Meat of Poetry, there was a bucket and some spit. Yeah. And somebody who was birthed from the bucket of spit. Yeah. So that was an interesting uh, (laughs) (laughs) aspect of this war, definitely. Uh, he was then also sent to the Asir as a hostage. There right. was kind of a swap of people, and he's just sort of stayed there ever since. Now, they mentioned something a bit strange, didn't they? Did you catch what they said about Njord? Sister wife. Sister wife. Mm. It was a Mormon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the, Va- the Vanir family tree must be quite complicated and quite disgusting yeah. as well. Yeah. It's probably more like a telephone pole <laughs> than a tree. So I'm reminded of the Habsburg family in real life, yep. or the Targaryens on Game of Thrones, maybe. It, it is very Targaryen, yeah. yeah. So the Asir, um, they broke up these unnatural relationships, and then we know the Vanir remarried people they were not related to. So a, a happy ending there. Good. Uh, the Asir are not only more powerful, but morally superior, it seems, to the weird hillbilly Vanir. <laughs> Uh, Njord also popped up the other week as well. He was the one whose feet were selected. Yes, yeah. yeah. So um, I guess he divorced his sister wife and married Scavi, right? Yeah, who he's not related to. Good, Hooray. yay. I'm sure they were very happy together. So Njord is a quirky character, isn't he? Yeah, um, I am not sure we should ever adapt a story of Njord. Well, thankfully, there aren't any stories about <laughs> Njord. I think okay. Snorri Sturluson must have been a bit put off Barely shows up in the mythology. When he is there, though... He's being weird. Yeah. Or just in the background. At, at parties! Party. Yeah. 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 We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Let's move on from Creepy Njord onto lovely Balder. Balder! Beauty by Balder. So yes. he must be quite significant. He seemed like a big character. Yeah. So Balder, everyone loves him. Except Loki. Sure. He's most famous, though, for dying. And this makes up the majority of his mentions throughout the surviving poetry and mythology we've got. We get a very brief description of him from when he was alive in the prose edda. He is the best. That's good. (laughs) Everyone praises him. 
He's so bright that light shines from him. Aww. He is the wisest of the gods. So probably wiser than the spit guy yeah. that murdered. <laughs> um, he's the most beautifully spoken. And he's the most merciful as well. He sounds lovely. His home, called Bradablick, is incredibly clean. It's pure, where nothing unclean is permitted. So a neat freak. I wouldn't mind being friends with him. He sounds great. Yeah. Um, apparently, though, we get this sentence that says, none of his decisions can ever be fulfilled. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> it's just said, they're never mentioned again. It's not relevant to any story that includes Balder. That's so weird. Um, so I don't know what he decided and didn't go, go through with. Um, we also get the full story of the death of Balder in the prose edda. He's killed by mistletoe. Aww. Very romantic. Uh, we'll probably do an episode about this in the future, I'd imagine. But if you really want to hear that story, the Silly History Boys have done their own version of this on their podcast. It's episode 40, Ragnarokking in the Free World. It's worth noting as well that Balder is not only a son of Odin, he's actually the son of Odin's wife as well, which almost never happens. <laughs> I always forget that Odin has a wife, yeah. so yeah, fair. Poor Frigg. I know. Because all these other gods who are the children of Odin, Odin hooks up with just a random giantess he meets down Weatherspoons or something. <laughs> uh, Frigg isn't Thor's mother, for instance. Uh, Thor's mother is Yord, a kind of personification of the earth. So Frigg actually does have at least one biological child with Odin, Lovely. which is nice. That is Balder. Now, I don't think he was a hairdresser in the surviving mythology that we have, but based on that description... He's probably the best god, isn't he, to yeah. get any beauty or style advice from. I, I would definitely take some tips and tricks from him. Yeah. So those are the gods that pops up in this lovely story we had today. But there are lots and lots of others that we basically know nothing about. <laughs> some just get a single mention in a single text. The rest of them get very little explanation at all. Very little character description. And guess where they are? At parties. Yeah, just yeah. in the background, having a bit of mead. <laughs> and they go, oh, Loki's here. Oh, him again. In these myths, these parties and all their mead halls, they come across like this, basically. Thor was there with his hammer, recounting tales of his adventures. Loki was playing tricks to further his devious plans. Odin was plotting something wise in preparation for the apocalypse. Idun was there too. She had an apple. <laughs> Gevion, she was being a virgin in the corner, or maybe she wasn't, unclear about that. <laughs> Bragi was writing a limerick with his weird rune tongue. Uh, Balder was looking fabulous, or maybe he's dead already, not entirely certain on the chronology here. Uh, Vidar had some really nice shoes that he was wearing. And Njord was, well, we don't talk about Njord. Then a giant turned up and it got really cool, really exciting. So from now on, we're only going to talk about Thor, Odin and Loki for the rest of the myth. Please forget the other 21 characters in the background at the party. They are not relevant for the rest of the saga. That, I mean, to be fair, it sounds like a great party. Yeah. <laughs> so this is our last episode with the Silly History Boys. So again, we really want to thank them. They have made some absolutely incredible stories for us, haven't they? Yeah, it's been a really, really fun season, this one. So we want to thank them. We also want to thank Zapsplat for the use of their sounds during uh, the Silly History Boys story. And Scott Buckley for the music for the Silly History Boys. If you liked this episode and want to learn more about the Vikings, then come visit Jorvik Viking Centre, where you can enjoy the sights, sounds and smells of the Viking Age. 
You can book your tickets at yourvicvikingcentre.co.uk. Don't forget to rate and review that Yorvik Viking Thing podcast on your podcast app. And if you enjoyed the show, share us with a friend. It's the best way to help support your favorite history podcast. To contact us for more information or ideas for future episodes, you can email us on podcast at yorkat.co.uk. Hosted by Miranda Schmiederer and Lucas Norton. Researched by Lucas Norton. Produced by Miranda Schmiederer, Lucas Norton and Gareth Henry. Sound designed and edited by Miranda Schmiederer. You know what, Bilbo? Even though Loki is already known to us, Balder and Vidar we definitely met in our Ragnarok episodes, Edan and her golden apples were pretty central to the plot of the third Jorvik collaboration, and even Njord got a mensch for his failed marriage to that vengeful giant, you did a pretty good job introducing us to the lesser-known gods. Thanks, I guess. That was fun, though, Pear Bear. I do like a good myth. Because you can pretty much do what you like and nobody can shout at you because it's all mystery nonsense, innit? You're writing another Heracles, aren't you? You've got that ruddy glow of history fraud about you. Yay! So, dear listener, we are now stepping straight-legged off the curb of history and limping angrily into our fourth season. There will be plenty of myth and legend and history... Oh, if we must. Thanks to that Jorvik Viking thing podcast for stepping out with us on four dates. Four! Can you believe it? Though they haven't texted us back, mind. And thanks to our usual mates, Zatz Blatt, Scotty Scotty Buckley, Henry Maie and Dan the Man Bradley for the use of their hard work. We will be back for more real history. I bet it's mystery. Shut up and close that distant door. Because you, Bilbo, researched with all the depth of James Corden in a paddling pool. Now we're going to have to Google the gods of Norse mythology. To the medium of song! Yay! We start with Baduhan, a goddess of storm and war. Bring in the beauty, light and love is Baldor. Abelia, she's the goddess of earth Waning moon goddess, Bill will show you her worth Next we have Bragi and all his poetry Dally the dawning and air is healing Esther the goddess of spring and fertility Vasetti for justice and Freya is love And beauty and magic and death from above All the other types Her brother Frey, well he is the god of life And then we have Frigga, who is Odin's wife She's also the goddess of love and fertility Civilization, marriage and family Frigga's a big deal Married to Odin, he has Of knowledge, I bet she's fine.
And heart is semi in Old Norse. Her name means gem. Goddess of love. Goddess of love? Again? Yep. Some of the gods will not make the list. Like Bor and Fola, whom we have missed. Where's good or Gulvig? You might well think. Well, we can learn nothing. Get that book from the bin. It says in the gym. 